Hey everybody, this is the Bobby Horror Picture Show with uh, me, Sleeves. And, and Bobby Bobalon, smoke them if you got them. Um, big one coming. Uh, hey, well, big what? A big show coming. It's been a big day. We are out there shredding some waves. I'm, I'm just, I'm loving this. We got yeah. maybe the best movie yet. It might be the best maybe. guest of the Bud Colt, maybe. We never know who it is, and this one's a big show. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, rode, rode some waves on the jet skis, splashed around. A little splish uh, splash. Uh, yeah, now we got a super great, excellent uh Let's bring him on. Guest. I can't wait any it's, longer. Uh, it's, it's Mike... Also known Dollope. as Dr. Fuzz. But I think everybody's going to really know him as Dr. Fuzz, yes. The man, yeah. the legend. Thank you, thank you, Mike. Thanks for coming Hello. on the Bobby Show here. Hey, thanks, what's up? Thanks for having me, guys. What's hey. up? Nothing. Uh, you know, we like we said, we were splishing, splashing around. Do you ever ride jet skis? <laughs> I never rode a jet ski. I did that thing where you, like, get in a plastic tube on the back of oh, a boat. Oh, tubed. Tuber. Yeah, Tubin. Tube guy. Yeah, Tubin. Hell yeah. Tubin. Similar. Pretty similar. But anyway, with Dr. Fuzz, uh, Mike, uh, what's up? What's uh, Why are you here? You're here to talk to us about the uh, the Bug Colt and the Slurp fam. Uh, Hell yeah. I mean, everybody's going to... I know you best from the Slurp fam. Uh, so, so tell us how you found everybody. Well... Uh, I feel like most of the people on here, it's it starts with, like, podcasts. Like, uh-huh. uh, you know, I listen to comedy podcasts. I listen to, like, Earwolf, and then now I listen to more of the, like, smaller comedy podcasts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, listen to Doughboys, uh, heard Jack Allison, uh, followed Jack Allison, then was like, I never used Twitch or, like, knew anything about it. Uh, and then I made my account just to watch Jack AM. And uh, then I needed an internship for a college course, and I wasn't being accepted at any like kind of big studio. <laughs> okay. So I just asked Jack. I had no idea if I could. And I just sent him a DM and said, like, uh, hey, do you like need an intern for anything? I just need college credits for this. And uh, he said yes, and we met, and then I was on Jack AM, and I became more of a like active member in like the chat and met everyone at like Buckon and like it's cool it's like this whole group of people that's like awesome and interconnected because of like this bug cult did you learn anything during that internship um no not yet i feel like i should i should like ask jack some questions when i give him the final paperwork to sign off on and stuff like it is specifically for like a screenwriting internship, so I I don't even think I've talked to him about writing at all, <laughs> just mainly about streaming and video games. Well, you're gonna get your credit, and that's what matters. And Jack Am did it. I don't know how you made it. I'm sure there's been others that have asked, but you did make the cut for being the intern. I mean, you showed up, and I mean that's a big part of everything is just being Commit. there. Well, that's the best part is Jack is like, you don't have to show up. I'll just like (laughs) sign it anyways. And like, it's so funny when I talk to other like people going to school and they're doing internships, they're at these like big studios and all they're doing is like paperwork. It's like a minimum wage job, except you're not getting paid and they're not making any connections or meeting anyone. And then I'm like, oh, mine's great. The guy doesn't care (laughs) if I show up. 
Uh, yeah, I meet all these cool people. I can get high. Like this one has a fun cult with it. Yeah, I'm having a great time at my internship. Yeah, exactly. It's like I uh, yeah, part of my internship. I put on a convention at the Burbank Marriott. I had to dress up like Watto. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you have learned a lot then. Yeah, I mean, especially about streaming. Like, I never even, like, would have touched the stuff if, like, I didn't have, like, someone to actually show it to me. Because, like, I just can't, like, piece together YouTube tutorials that good. <laughs> you know? So I just need someone to be like, oh, no, you just do this and just explain to me very quickly and I can get it down. Yeah, really giving you a foot in the door. Yeah, it, it's going to be a big thing. It's so funny when I, uh, my sister works for Amazon. So I went up to like Seattle for her 30th birthday and uh, I was talking to, she was telling all her like coworkers about it. And they're all these like, you know, Seattle based Amazon people. So they're all like, that is so cutting edge. That is <laughs> so on the, oh, that's what we're trying to make it. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like they're so, like, impressed by it, but I don't know, like, they would have never watched it. <laughs> Some of these old people are, uh, Gary Witta has a Twitch stream now. Uh, the guy that, like, wrote Book of Eli, and some are, like, Rogue One and stuff. And, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I kept seeing him pop on during the AM to AM, and, and he was not getting near the numbers Jack was getting... <laughs> <laughs> for a 24-hour stream i don't know it's it's interesting because like yeah like some of these people think like these old people are kind of astounded by it yeah it's like, like a whole it's just insane just the concept being like well why would anyone watch that that's like the first question is like well but yeah why would anyone just like devote their time to watching this live that like one hour thing that's at this time it's yeah doesn't make any sense how was uh, your experience on the AM to AM? Uh, it was uh, pretty nuts because I got drunk and then <laughs> I did have one mushroom and I think that kind of <laughs> tripped me out a bit. I'm pretty sure Jack knows that if, <laughs> if it, that gets back to him, but I, maybe he thinks I've been like joking about it. But and Okay, uh, so yeah, I, one shroom. I had to cancel playing D&D, &D, not because I was like high, but just I was like... We can't do it in this room because it was like so hot in that room from like Jack cooking ramen and everyone <laughs> went into the other like studio room to be like cooler and like talk freely there. And I was like, if I make everyone like come out here and play D&D &D and everyone's just going to be sweating and miserable and like get tired very fast, like I just don't feel like it, it would work. And then, yeah, uh, I canceled that, but I had a great time. It was so much fun. Oh, you were good on it. You had somebody in shredding guitar riffs behind you and going for a while. It was funny because I feel like a lot of people didn't enjoy that. But I was like, no, nah, like, this is for the people who tune into the Fuzz show, which is Bobby <laughs> <Yeah>. and Sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I've been tuning in to the Pro Channel a lot. And yeah, you run a lot of things over there, too. I've been seeing a lot of Fuzz over there. Oh, yeah, just because I was like, fuck it, if I, like, get, it, it'd be funny just to have this on randomly at, like, 2 a.m. when I get home from work. Like, I can just set it all up on my laptop and fall asleep and just let anyone do whatever they want. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's interesting, and it's not even really streaming Jack's, like, or streaming the Bazizio channel anymore as an illegal stream. It's, 
Someone even put on a movie. I think Eli put on Heat, and I was asleep, <laughs> so it just played the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Outlaws. Yeah, there's, you fit in. There's trash can fires all over the place. It's like, it's complete chaos. Well, just, <clears throat> just today, I mean, there's been more armed guards set up. <laughs> I think there's Calvin peeing on the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we did a we did an Epstein memorial earlier today. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. We had you we guys just don't play, miss anything. We played like sad funeral songs and like like the Wiz Khalifa Fast and Furious song and just put up like <laughs> news reports of Jeffrey Epstein's murder. Oh, <laughs> rip. Well, Fuzz, Mike, Mr. Fuzz, we, Dr. Fuzz, we know you love Epstein, and we know you love streaming, <laughs> but uh, uh, what, what's some other, what's, what's something else you love? Like, what's one of your favorite movies? Uh, one of my favorite, it's funny, I, like, had, like, a list of movies uh, to pick just one for today, and, like, I had to pick The One House, because it's just, like, if anyone else talked about it, I'd be, like, so upset because i this is one of my favorites but like i like moholan drive gummo those are on the list okay uh i'm trying to think like i would <laughs> i would say like do the right thing just because i just watched it in theaters but it would just be three white guys talking about do the right thing <laughs> which i can see is that not coming off well uh it, it doesn't feel like your brand this house movie feels like your brand feels like yeah buzz. This is the most insane and good movie that, that, like, I remember first hearing about it promoted as, like, a bad movie. It's when watching bad movies first started really, like, kicking into culture with, like, Troll 2 being rewatched and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, that era of people observing terrible movies more, making podcasts and videos about them. And it, I was always like, this is... This just seems insane. Like, and it wait, why is it on the Criterion list? Like, why? Like, there's something about this. What is this movie? And it's, I'm actually rewatching Evil Dead, and it's a, uh, it's kind of the same thing where it's like it doesn't matter how low budget or like weird everything is, as long as everything is weird, like it. It fits in its own universe, and it's so... Just trying to describe everything going on in this movie, like, is it's hard. It's so visual. It's very visual, yeah. There's a ton of effects going on. It's made in the 70s, and it's just the, the story and everything, like you're saying, it all just kind of adds up to where the whole thing's wild as can be. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just insane. I mean, like I, I was telling you guys earlier it's hard to like outline and pinpoint what's going on in this movie and really like be like well what this is what happens in this scene is uh, like in your the characters skip home to like weird music in the beginning with the, like gorgeous <laughs> and like uh, fantasy they're just like skipping home and like it has these weird slow motion shots of them and you're just like all right so they're best friends is this a horror movie there's no like inkling of any of that yeah, you kind of have to, like, piece it all together <laughs> and, like, try to figure out what the hell just happened. Yeah, for everybody listening to try and say simply, we're going to get to see a group of schoolgirls go to one girl's aunt's house, and it's a kind of a witch monster house, essentially. But, I mean, they're just setting it up by we're seeing that they, they wear, you know, 
the Sailor Moon schoolgirl outfits, and we get to meet the crew at the start, and there's, you know, several of them. Yeah, and they all uh, are distinct in their own separate ways. <laughs> yeah, they all have their yeah. own level of cool, and they're separate. There's yeah, uh, a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, were you going to say the name of the names of all the girls? Because there's like, yeah, there's like the seven... There's the group of these seven girls that are going to go to that aunt, aunt's house. And, like, they are all, like, so defined by their characters. It's just like <laughs> I, the seven dwarves, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Except there's two that are, like, kind of similar. Like, Fantasy and Gorgeous are, like, both kind of similar people. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, correct us if it's wrong, so it's, it's Fantasy, and then Gorgeous is kind of our lead at the start. And then there's Mac for Stomach, because she likes eating. Yeah, she's always eating. Yeah. And then it's um, Professor, or Profess, Prof, whatever they want to call her. Like Doc. Yeah. Doc, yeah. yeah. And Kung Fu. Is that the whole, is that everybody? And Melody is the last one. Melody the, and Melody and, and, and Sweet. Sweet. And Sweet, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who is like Mel- a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who later, uh, she, when she, she finally dies and they like find her body and like, they're like, oh, she was stripping. And then they're like, oh, here are her, her panties and they smell like something stinks. Like, yeah. Sweet, <laughs> panties immediately just went to like, uh, wait a second. She took off all her clothes and here's her stinky panties. Well, see, that's interesting you say that because I was going to ask like, which of the girls you guys identify with? Are you are you, are you a sweet girl? You think sleeves? I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think yeah, I think I'm either uh, I think I'd either be sweet or fantasy. I think I identify with them the most. Yeah, yeah. I definitely stand kung fu the hardest. Kung fu is amazing. Uh, yeah, kung fu is like the best and who you want to be. But like, I, I mean, I would probably be like fantasy and Mac. Yeah, Mac's a good one. I like to I eat junk food. You yeah, know. Mac's double fist and cheeseburgers and having fun. Yeah, Mac is like eating entire watermelons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going Melody because then it's I, it's like she got eaten by the piano, which I liked for a death in the movie, and she's just like anytime I show up somewhere, even though I can't play piano, if they have one, I like go to it, kind of like she did. Like I should die for doing that. I'm going to change my answer. I want to be fantasy because there's a scene where Mac's uh, head, like, Mac eats fantasy's ass. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah. And then, so it, I think, and then it pukes up watermelon juice. <laughs> yeah. So for that reason, I would be, I want to be fantasy, yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a little <clears throat> further on. She does kind of get her ass eaten. You're right. <laughs> So you have all these girls, and it's, like, hard to, like, figure out who the protagonist is because we're introduced more to Gorgeous in the beginning. Yeah, we get to see her a little with her family. Yeah, with her dad, and she's got uh, a new mom that she has to deal with, and she's upset with her family life. Uh, But then during the movie, like, Gorgeous is kind of the evil one, and then Fantasy is, like, the typical, like, final girl, I guess, because it's kind of centered around her trying to convince everyone else something bad is going on. Yeah, nobody believes fantasy at all, because, you know, she's living in this fantasy world. And then Kung Fu is just the coolest one, who you Fu, I did, who has the most action in the movie. So. Hell yeah. Well, she's got her own song. 
Yeah, every time. <laughs> that is yeah, the best part. Track. Even, like, there was a scene, it's towards the end, but, like, shit gets all crazy, and, like, she's saving the day, and, like, there's all this scary music going on. When her so- when she comes up, like, her song's still playing, like, even over the scary music. That's how powerful she is. Well, and there's, during that one sequence, just one part, I won't say that whole sequence, we'll save it for later, but there is a part where she just very quickly there's a mummy that comes out of a sarcophagus and she Mm -hmm. like breaks through it with like kung fu speed (laughs) and it's like it happens in the span of two seconds the you identifying there's a mummy and her just destroying it and then it's like all right the mummy's gone like (laughs) yeah like steven chow doesn't have shit on kung fu yeah She's wrecking people. But, I mean, like, so they, they all end up on the train, and it's these seven girls, and then there's also, they introduce one of them has a cat, right? Yeah, gorgeous, um, a cat appears in her window, and she uh, just uh, takes it upon herself to be its owner. And uh, then she, I, I guess you could say that's the aunt, like, kind of beckoning them. Uh, towards yeah. them because it is the aunt's cat and like yeah Blanche yeah Blanche the cat and uh, <laughs> that's after that Gorgeous is like we should go to my aunt's place for the summer since like uh, we can't go to that place our teacher wants us to go to another character Mr. Togo I think Togo I think yeah yeah uh, who is in a relationship with fantasy <laughs> he's their teacher yeah <laughs> Okay, I didn't realize that was her, their teacher, too. Yeah. I didn't realize that that's who she was in the relationship with. Yeah, the other girls are kind of stoked for her, too. And he has a very interesting subplot storyline <laughs> where it's just randomly cuts to Mr. Togo, like, in traffic or, like, yeah, eating he's, ramen. <laughs> he's yeah. just completely stuck yeah. somewhere else. He, like, leaves his house and, like, slips down all the stairs, like, gets his ass in a bucket, like, <laughs> almost gets hit by a car. That bucket stays on his ass, and the little kid starts beating drums on it with spoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, like, walk. there's, like, a, there's a horse, and there's, like, a little miniature pony, and, like, a parrot, and these two people painting shoes or some shit, and, like... Yeah, and he when, walks, when he's... When he's heading down the stairs and he's playing like the very happy song, and he's like, "Hello, yeah. Mister Shoemaker." <laughs> yeah, he just says hello to every single one of them. Uh, hello, Mister Painter, and it's like, "Oh yes, the neighborhood painter." <laughs> yeah, out painting shoes, bright, bright and early. And and also, I just want to say while we're on the Mister Togo subplots, he is when he's at the ramen place, he is served ramen by a bear. Yeah, there's a bear over there. Uh, he's he's just chowing down next to some, you know, a couple other people, and that bear's lurking. <laughs> well, and like, okay, the, his scene, they that's there's some interesting editing and, and uh, effects used in this movie, and uh, that's one of the times they use it when he like gets his butt in the bucket and he's yeah, like, yeah, it's great like stop motion him falling down the stairs yeah, yeah going around the car and like about to get hit and like when they're on the train going to the ants it's like they're on like a like a stage or something almost like looks like stage props in the back yeah the uh, yeah the drawn backgrounds near the at the train station behind like gorgeous's when she's talking with her dad uh yeah. there's that like weird like sunset background that just yeah. like seems so otherworldly that it's like 
it just makes sense. And w one of my favorite parts with the uh, backdrops that they have is like uh, when they get off the bus and as you see the bus leave, you can see them all standing. It, they have an actual nice shot of like uh, like a mountain range behind them. But then the, you see the tiny backdrop like still set up as the bus leaves. <laughs> and then it zooms into that backdrop and immediately like it's it's different because it's went from real to just this painting behind them. And yeah, and it's like I I could believe they that wasn't a mistake. Like it fits. Yeah, everything is there's so much that they do with effects and things that it's just everything seems tactful, tactful, even if it's just weird as can be. Yeah, it all does have some purpose, even though some some shit seems like they're like just throwing it out there like, oh, that would be fun. And it, it, like when uh, Sweet is looking at Prof without her glasses and saying, oh, she looks so beautiful and she's closing one eye. And, like, she has, like, one eye open at a time, and when it switches to her POV, it, like, has that disorienting effect. Oh, yeah. Of like, and it's, like, there's no reason. No. They just <laughs> wanted to do that. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't sure what the hell was going on there for a second until Bobby was like, oh, whoa, that's what the fuck's going on there. Each eye point of view. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. doing all sorts of things like that. The girl will do, like, a spin, and then it just kind of warps into her wearing other clothes and showing her thinking about her mom or, and you know, just all sorts of tricks to cut in scenes. Yeah, and one of my uh, uh, favorite, like, weird editing things is on the, on the train, on the way there, the story she tells about her aunt to give us, like, the background yeah. for her aunt is, like... It cuts to like the camera, the old film projector, and then it looks like a like Kurosawa film, like it's all black and white, and it's like mm -hmm. very serious and about the war, and it just has those weird like added in effects, and the girls talking over it, like it, they're watching a movie, and it's yeah very insane. The part where it's she gra she grabs the rose and they paint it in like red blood on the black and white to like drip down the rose as a baby's crying, it's. <laughs> It's just, like, so great. It's just, like, only... And it's so fast-paced that it's, like, one second. It's, like, a lot of care put into that one second. Yeah, because... And they even show, like, the cat, I think, in that flashback movie of the aunt that you're talking about for just a second. Yeah. And uh, I guess the, just the story the being cat. that... Yeah, that she, she lost her husband at war, and then her sister married, and this is her, you know, niece coming. But, yeah, it's just she's coming to the witch. She passes, like, the watermelon man. Like, they all go past the watermelon stand before going to the mansion, though, right? Yes, and they do meet the watermelon man who warns them about the house. The kind of fat, goofy watermelon man that, uh... He's, I don't know, he's a little bit perverted, maybe, and doesn't, yeah... Yeah, and I think he was just hired because they wanted hit. They liked his voice of him doing the house, like, and that became like <laughs> sure. in the that was in the trailer for the movies and everything. Okay, yeah, okay. he was a goofball. Yeah, he's and, fun. Yeah, he was fun. What he gives him that water? No, no. The girl goes Did and buys. She, okay. Mac is really hyped about the watermelons. Yeah, and she ends up oh, buying wasn't, one. Wasn't he like hiding behind a watermelon too? Yes, yeah. and then he pops out when they yeah. he, when they pick up the watermelon. His face yeah. is behind it. Yeah, and I think they Classic they prank. show a shot when they walk away where he put his hat on the watermelon that he's holding. Well, and then late, I mean, uh, spoilers, but 
later don't like doesn't like Mr. Togo stop there and he becomes a water No, he they both become bananas, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Togo becomes a big banana man. Yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> just made of bananas and he, he still like, has the sunglasses on. <laughs> That that seems not till the end, but it's almost like not it important at all. Yeah. So like, let's talk about it for a because second, because he just like starts yelling bananas at the watermelon man, <laughs> and then is immediately turned into bananas. He spends the whole movie trying to get there, and then just yells that at the watermelon stand man when he like disappears because he's a ghost part or something yes. from which. Bananas, bananas, yeah, bananas. Is, yeah. It was incredible. It it honestly is one of the bravest things I've ever seen done in a movie. <clears throat> yeah, the men <laughs> the men do nothing in this movie. They turn into bananas at the end or not real. Yeah, that well, is the best part because you think he's gonna like in a typical story like this, the you know, the boyfriend comes in and either dies at the house or yeah. something, but no, the, he dies at the watermelon stand. The whole time Fantasy and the crew are like, Don't worry, Mr. Togo's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> It was. He just had such a bizarre reaction to watermelons, bananas. It blew, blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, but uh, with the girls, they go past the stand, and then they finally get inside the house, and it's like um, the cat runs in before them, and then shit just kind of gets weird as soon as they get in, and the aunt is there in a wheelchair greeting them. Yeah, um, she's. It's it's just creepy. I think once they go in, Kung Fu like a lizard comes out, and Kung Fu like oh yeah, kicks a piece of a chandelier to kill the lizard. Yeah, the chandelier like throws glass or something like it's attacking, and she seems to kick it out of the air almost. And the Kung yeah. Fu music plays, and it is and amazing. Her, yeah, her theme yeah. song, which is a banger. The music in this movie is really cool. The way that it, it jumps around, and a lot of it's really good. And he, he hired a bunch of just, like, young artists to make the music instead of trying to do, like, any kind of, like, classical score or, like, the musicians, like, the studio offered him. He was just like, no, I'll have young people just make something nice. Yeah, make it hit. Yeah. Yeah, and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so they get to the aunt's house and then, like, then it kind of, like, turns into a more spooky movie. Uh, well, I do almost, feel like they filmed all the house stuff, and they were like, fuck, we need this to, like, have more of a story. So then they shot the, like, everything before it and after what happens at the house. Okay. Yeah, because the guy at the stand is, like, once they leave, he says, uh, she hasn't had visitors, and the lady will be pleased. And we just know that all of our schoolgirls might be screwed, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then they get there, and, like, that's when bizarre shit starts happening. Uh, I don't know what, what, what happened. They they tried to, After like... After the chandelier t- attacks them, kind of, and, like, they just brush that off. That's what's fun about it. Everything that happens is just brushed off so lightly. Yeah. And Kung Fu's such a badass. She does something amazing, and everybody's just like, oh, Kung Fu. Typical Kung Fu. Well, I mean, and the... Mac the, goes and buys a watermelon... So- yeah, they said they said, "Oh, maybe Mac went to a potato farm because she there's one down the road, so maybe she went there cuz she loves baked potatoes." Makes sense. <laughs> she comes back with a watermelon. They throw it down the well to chill it, and they're like kind of getting ready for dinner, but uh that does she like doesn't Kung Fu kick a cabinet or something that's like making noise or something? Yeah, I think it's like for like 1 second they only play like 
five seconds of the kung fu music, I should just like <laughs> chase it quickly. Blast like, it and then some rats shoot out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like rats yeah. shoot out and yeah. random schoolgirls like, like just like oh whatever it's cute. Yeah. Necklace. yeah. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> And, but, then, and then fantasy is the one that kind of goes back to check on the watermelon, and we haven't seen Mac. Can't find Mac. Go check on Mac and the watermelon, and then, like, and pulls then Mac's head out of the well. And then that yeah. ass-eating scene happened that you yeah. like so much, Sleeves. The yeah. watermelon is Mac. Mac's head, yeah. And it's just, like, there's no body, just her head, then, like, the head comes out of the well, uh, takes a huge chomp out of fantasy's uh, ass. Yeah, bites her ass and then throws up. Yeah, it lets out like a lion roar, like and then like throws up watermelon juice. Yeah, fantasy runs inside and everybody else is just like, "Fantasy, you're tripping." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my ass just got bit. <laughs> yeah, and then they like go eat the watermelon and like I don't know. uh... And then the the aunt has Max eye eye in, in her, her mouth. Yeah, she's, she's opening like... her mouth and showing the eye to her fantasy. Yeah, that was cool. And we that know was... we're dealing with like a witch, basically. Even though fantasy doesn't really speak up and say that it was Mac, I guess she just is frazzled and it was like a head, and it ends up being the watermelon to the rest of them. Yeah, they yeah. kind of let Mac go for a while. They don't really care she's probably yeah. partier, <laughs> searching for food like there's yeah like, she's at a we're in farmland she's probably off just eating crops <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah and i mean that was a good enough answer i mean that <laughs> kept her gone like they didn't really worry about her at all but i i guess it makes sense they probably honestly thought she was the safest one yeah, and then it's like once we hit this stage, everything about the house starts getting weird. Like a girl turns her head away while getting water from the faucet, and then it turns to blood, and they start doing all these effects, like you're saying, Fuzz, or whether it's practical or drawn in the like background. Well, and I should also note, they've set up the rule earlier that um, only a witch cat can close a door. Any yeah, cat that's right. Can, any cat can open a door, but only a witch cat close the door and i feel like that's the only rule that's set up about witches or anything in the otherwise entire it's a free for all yeah yeah and the cat does do that and like you know boxes somebody in it's you know, we know we're dealing with a pretty bad witch yeah where... when they get to sweet <laughs> and then uh, a... then the girls kind of like split up and even it's like scooby-doo like sleeves was saying that when we were watching it's like a lot of parts kind of get comical and then they sort of split up and come back together like a scooby-doo episode yeah they uh kung fu goes outside and fights a piece of wood uh oh yeah like a some sort of mutant zombie wood yeah and then after it just like comes to life and tries to attack her and she breaks it uh she just is kind of like oh that's weird and yeah, she's like <laughs> that. Like what? That wasn't real. Like she, she even said like that wasn't real, and then like uh, caught her dress because I guess she lost part of her dress in the fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so was like that wasn't real, and stuck her hand out and like caught it. I don't know. Yeah, and for most of the movie, Kung Fu's running around in like her underwear because she loses the lower part of her dress and she's just whipping ass. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like she needs to be in tactical gear. Yeah. Yeah, more flexibility. <laughs> the kick. She's like, I mean, that's her, like, biggest strength is her kicks. Uh, she's kicking the door. She's kicking the chandelier. 
everything yeah. is kicks. And then so and then when we split up with Melody, uh, she finds that's when she first finds the piano, and then she just sees like it playing the weird mel- house melody music. Yeah, because she gets in like that the whatever that lounge room, and she starts playing on it, and then later they're doing all sorts of effects with like the keys and colors and things like that with it. Yeah, and they have a uh, later on when she goes back to it, they have the at when the, her fingers get eaten, and they have the fingers playing on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, each fingers playing a separate note. Yeah, yeah. She gets chowed down pretty good by the back end of it. It gets, I mean, there's a lot of gore thrown in where it's just like something might be drawers flying open and then all of a sudden blood will spout from another area. And same deal yeah. with her getting eaten by a grand piano. And just uh, later we have Melody down like that, but who is the next kill? It's sweet, right? I think the next thing yeah, that happened I think so. kind of, don't. Doesn't uh, Beauty go and take a bath or gorgeous. something? Or Gorgeous, oh, yeah. they called her Beauty. Yeah, Gorgeous. Gorgeous does uh, take a bath and it has... Oh, that, that whole sequence, I forgot, of the uh, the weird breaking of the fourth wall when uh, the oh, aunt... Oh, the aunt's like walking around the ceiling and shit or whatever? Yeah, they, they just like... Um, you can totally see where they cut the film to, but it makes sense because it's when fantasy like... See, the aunt just like walks into the refrigerator, and then like yeah. <laughs> fantasy, and then the, and then you see the edit cut, and then you see fantasy drop uh, some plates, and they uh, and then she appears like right in front of the camera on the ceiling, and she's just like dancing with a skeleton and eating a goldfish, and yeah. Yeah, then yeah. the then the cat starts playing the piano, and. <laughs> It's, Which the cat playing the piano scenes epic. They even put in like meow meows on like the rhythm the keys, beats for the yeah. song. It is yeah. They they really go the extra mile. <laughs> it's hard to describe how wonky it does get in sections. It's amazing. Like you don't expect it to just like you're saying all of a sudden break fourth wall and then I'm watching like all just of what fantasy is kind of being tortured scene. And a strange yeah musical interlude that <laughs> is like a weird break from the plot of the movie. Yeah, and in that same section is like the first time that they just showed the aunt um, chewing a hand or eating people too. Yeah, yeah, which she's I guess like is Mac cutting a or finger somebody. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. She she loved Mac because she was like, "You look so fat and delicious." <laughs> like when she first <laughs> met her. Yeah, I guess it wasn't good to be the plump one with the the cannibal witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess so. Then like Gorgeous gets like kind of like possessed by the ant is that what happens yeah when she's at her uh when she's at the aunt's makeup mirror yeah and so like so then we lose so we kind of lose her then right because like she's she, like, like puts kind on of lipstick and, and then like, it starts we really showing don't see her like she yeah like uh she like catches fire with like a real like Tim and Eric style editing effect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The mirror's burning and like she's burning. Uh, and getting and pulled well, into it. or And I love when the mirror breaks and like blood comes oh, down. Yeah, it. like yeah. through the cracks. Yeah. And then showing like her own face shattering. It is kind of Tim and Eric, like you're saying. Yeah. 70s Tim and Eric at its finest. <laughs> yeah, like fractal fire. And then it's 
after we lose her, we're watching the others, but she kind of, like he's saying, is just possessed and popping back up the whole rest of the movie. Gorgeous. Yeah, she's just, like, coming into a scene to just, like, look, like, despondent and, like, evil and possessed. Yeah, because, like, the ant shows up showing her vampire teeth in the mirror, and we finally know that they're all pretty much fucked. Yeah. The girls group up, and then I think is the next... Is, like, there's a weird scene where Melody is outside and makes some TP joke to somebody at the same time that I think Sweet might be dying. Yes. Yeah, Melody makes... I totally forgot what the joke is, but yeah, she makes, like, some weird joke about using a toilet paper roll. She's like, for some reason at this nice house, there's, like, an outdoor porta potty or something, she makes a joke of needing it, while the other girl sleeves, you know, Sweet... The girl with the smelly panties, they find out. She gets yeah. crushed by, like, a mattress and a bunch of pillows, I think. Yeah, because she saw a doll talking to her, and she wanted to go talk to the doll. And then, and then <laughs> so she sweet. steals so my so mattress. Sweet. She's too yeah. sweet. Too sweet. She gets crushed by all that stuff, and then when they come back, they just find the doll in her panties. Yes. And the reason we knew that is like a one-two breakdown of two lines where they're just I mean, like, it's just, sweet panties, just, and then somebody goes, does it smell? Immediately responds like, that stinks in here. Yeah, it's like, oof. <laughs> it smells like sulfur. <laughs> uh, poor sweet. And then I think they just go, like, do they go back inside and have the doors cut them off to where they're looking for just the ant? Um, well, you have, like, Melody, and I think Melody is, like, she's acting weird at that point because she is possessed. For some way, after seeing the piano play the music by itself, I think, okay, like, that's yeah. what they're trying to do. But There's, like, dancing skeletons behind her in a room, and it takes her over. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then, yeah, after that, I think we have the Melody death. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And like she like I was saying, she gets eaten by the grand piano, and I don't know if anybody witnesses, but they come in and see that she's dead afterwards, and that might be where they finally all kick it into we're fucking getting eaten and murdered here instead of just this ant's weird. Fantasy watches it. Fantasy watches yes. her play the piano and then get like all fucked up. She's like she just gets chopped to pieces. Well, and then people still don't believe fantasy. <laughs> no. Like Well and like, like that was like a super like psychedelic scene. Like fantasy was losing her fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, and we should also state, uh, Prof. The whole time, the smart one is continuously saying there has to be a logical explanation. <laughs> yeah, she's like the Velma of the crew. Yeah. And otherwise, it's like, is that the same time that there's that? I don't. It's hard to describe. There's like a phone call, or one of them thinks they're making a call, and it just looks like a weird sort of mushroom trip where oh. it gets kind of fractal and the faces they, get blurred. They use like the double exposure or something, yeah. so it like it really does make you make you feel make your brain feel as you're watching it like you're just like slowing down and like confused. Yeah. It hurts to watch, and it goes for a little while too. It does, yeah. It really disorients you. <laughs> well, and then, uh, dude, Kung Fu eventually goes back to that phone, and the phone tries to strangle her. And that's yes. when I realized, like, no, not Kung Fu. Like, that's my favorite. She's the best. Don't do and, Kung Fu. And now they're about to just choke her out with a phone cord. And that's why it's like there's three protagonists, because, like, there's these two. It's like this is the one who I know their family now. This is the one that is, like, the one that's trying to convince everyone. And then this is the one that's just awesome, who I love. So it's like, 
it's hard it's hard to debate on like who is the actual hero in the movie well yeah because okay so now we're down to just a couple girls now we're down to they cut it down to like four at that one part in the movie and then we have like the melody yeah well like the geisha starts walking around because she's actually gorgeous gorgeous possessed yeah yeah so or gorgeous. So we have gorgeous evil. Yeah, evil gorgeous. Uh, uh, fantasy kung fu and prof. Okay. Professor, yeah. And, and then prof. how did professor die? How did the prof- how did the yeah how did the professor die? I don't know um, that one. She gets well. <laughs> we'll get there because first they're going around. Um, after the phone tries to strangle kung fu, she breaks through the wall and goes through the mummy. Yeah, yeah. She um, just she, busts through the wall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she fights the geisha, uh, evil gorgeous, and they're doing like kung fu fighting with each other. And like, uh, gorgeous will scratch her with like a cat scratch, and that's how they know it's the cat. Okay. And I don't that part now. Uh, then um, kung fu is able to get inside. Uh, she reunites with Prof and uh, Fantasy. And they, uh, everything's going crazy in the house. The, like, lights are going crazy. The doors are opening and shutting. Like, it's, like, completely haunted, out of control. And uh, Kung Fu says she's going to go uh, kill the cat. I, I forget if it's, like, she's trying to get the book or the cat or what. I think but... she, like, tries to kick that cat picture. Yeah, uh, and, then, yeah. and then that's when Kung Fu is killed by a lamp. Yeah, and yeah, it's brutal. She, she, like, she beat the the phone. She kicks so much ass. She kicks so much ass, beat the phone, beat the chandelier. But then there's, like, she gets electrocuted, basically, and loses her head, kind of. Well, she gets, like, sucked up into it. Like, yeah. it's, like, slowly yeah, she's, like, like, getting sucked into the lamp as everyone's, like, screaming around it. Yeah, and then she They're gets, like, like beat severed. It, she gets, like, severed at the waist, and then her feet... Continue the kick like a true badass. She like yes, still nails the target even though decapitated. That next part is my favorite part and one of the reasons I love the movie is because she gets sucked up into the lamp and then it does this weird like psychedelic trip where you see the you see the witch open her arms, you see the cat's face and it hissing, and then you're in like this weird nether realm with all yeah. these like all the other girls who previously died, their like limbs and body parts are just kind of floating around and Kung Fu's yeah. face is in the middle. And then she returns from that paranormal realm just to send her legs. And her legs <laughs> shoot, shoot out at the picture of the cat and like just completely destroy it. And I then you see like it. Yeah, you see the geisha just bleeding immediately everywhere, the cat picture just starts vomiting blood. Yeah, then is that when the house starts <laughs> oh, yeah. filling up with blood? Yes, the uh, house floods with blood. Yeah, that's right, because that cat, it, there's the cat's face. It looks like a butt. It looks like my butt when I shit. It starts <laughs> spraying blood everywhere. <laughs> and then that is how Professor dies, is her and Fantasy are on the raft, and then she just, Professor falls into the blood, and you just see her, like, disintegrated. Okay. Yeah, fantasies left there like the Titanic scene or something, just one piece floating up in the house. And who is there to rescue her? Is evil gorgeous. Yeah, not Togo. He became a banana man. Yes, in this time, <laughs> yeah. Togo did, Togo so, became bananas. <laughs> yeah. 
So then, yeah. So it's just <laughs> it's just fantasy, and then Gorgeous finds her. Oh, uh, while we're still talking about uh, Togo, this happened earlier in the movie, but I totally forgot about it. That scene where it's fantasy being like, they're like, it'll all be okay. Like, let's leave, let's leave. And it zooms in, and it has that weird little uh, fast-paced sequence of Mr. Togo coming on a horse to rescue her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's just a really <laughs> funny, comical scene, just, like, put in, like, immediately, and then it just snaps back to, like, oh, no, everyone's dying. Yeah, it really, like, shows fantasy's <clears throat> fantasy personality, like, what her imagination, you know? Yeah, of what she wants to happen, but it's, like, the real... It's, like, weird, but it's, like, no, but this is what would really happen, is he would turn into bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah, of course. Very, very <laughs> believable. And then, how? What's uh, gorgeous gonna do at the end with her? <clears throat> the, the gorgeous ends up like eating fantasy, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So like nobody lit. Like the witch wins. <laughs> There's yeah. just yeah. no survivors. Yeah, because like gorgeous starts like eating her, and she like then turns into the ant. Yeah, like on and the it, stairs, right? Which yeah, we hadn't brought this up actually. Sleeves was making a point. He thought the ant was really hot, and that was oh yeah, you know, I thought the ant was pretty hot. She was, and she was like the only like classically trained actress on set. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's doing like, creepy faces and stuff. Like uh, you could tell it's like an old actress just having fun with it, like yeah, that, like just that part where she's dancing with a skeleton. It's like oh yeah, she's just like. I'm just going to be this fun witch. <laughs> like, that is also evil, but, like, just more just, like, fun and laughing. The entire thing just gets so silly at a certain point with it, but it's kind of just creepy as well. You were saying something about um, people ask you when you show it if it's a horror movie. Yeah, in the in that first 30 minutes where it's, like, the Mr. Togo with the... He gets the bucket stuck on his butt and, like... It's just so comedic, and, like, there's no sense of anything that would be scary about it in that, like, people are just like, so this is supposed to be scary, huh? Like, it's <laughs> it's not starting, like, creepy like a Conjuring movie would. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. But it it is, like... I don't know. It's not as scary. Like I, I, like I said earlier, I watched Evil Dead, and that one has, like, just a super grotesque imagery that, like, sticks with you more and, like, really does frighten you more. But this one's just, like, in the end, you're like, this is just fun, and it's using the, like, tropes of, like, a horror movie, kind of. Yeah, it's and, completely and it, one of a kind, seeing Yeah. It. Just nothing, I've never seen anything else like it. <laughs> and uh, and it was a hit. People loved it. Even though people were like, this is the death of Japanese cinema. Like, everyone <laughs> saw it. There was a huge buildup. Actually, there was a, a radio play, um, uh, before this, and all the actresses are just the people who did the voices in the radio play. Okay. So like, yeah. yeah, so that's why they're not, like, the best actresses, is because they're like, yeah, you have the same voice. And there was, like, even, like, a manga leading up to it. Like, they were, like, hyping this so much. Yeah, I thought it was funny, too. At the end, they just rolled these really cute credits of all the girls that had been tortured and bloodied and ass-eaten and all this stuff, and they're just like... In the end credits, just, like, rolling around smiling and under trees. Yeah. It's like a nice little, like, pop song music video. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like some K-pop, but not. <laughs> J- J-pop. J-pop, yeah. How did you uh, find this movie? 
like I said, I mean, it was just like one of those things was in that era of like people talking about bad movies, seeing bad movies more. And this was always on those like lists of like the most insane movie, the like uh, crazy movie. And it's like it's weird how it was like it's still on like the criterion list for like good reason because it's it is so one of a kind but it's like yeah uh even like people deep into horror movies haven't like cared to watch it i think it just has a reputation of being like oh it's so dumb and goofy but it's extremely badass and great especially yeah, it's extremely uh, badass if anybody is like i thought kill bill's cool this movie blows that shit out of the water in a way if you ask me where it's just like this is non-stop just silly fun silly fun and like style like you things that you like can't even believe uh and we should say at the end the very ending is uh uh gorgeous her mother her new her dad's like girlfriend who wants to be her mom comes back and she like (laughs) There's like a five-minute sequence of them staring into each other's eyes and walking with each other. And then they sit down together, and then the, the mom just, like, lights on fire and dies. <laughs> yeah, like her, her like, stepmom, her replacement mom that she yeah. hates, there's like she a, ran away from. There's, like, a scene in the beginning where the dad introduces them, and that lady's like, well, this will be my first, like, feat of motherhood is going to be go show up to her... Like surprise her when she's visiting her aunt. That that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that will make him, her accept me as her mother. Like, yeah. as her yeah, new it, mom. Is if I interrupt her time with her friends and f- other family. Yeah. Yeah. She shows up Solid and they put music. on that real flowery music. Like she might just live or save somebody and no. or s- something. Yeah, and it, it's very funny that it's like still like. If they just made the house footage and then they had to tack on that long ending just to like fit the runtime, time. you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, just their thing was like, no, we'll still have the witch kill the mom. <laughs> We're going to set up this whole <laughs> other plot, but still have it result in the exact same way. Yeah, because she's like walking around like Snow White or some shit. Like the music's all like pretty and like the. The lighting and the shots are all, like, completely different. Yeah, like you said, she's about to, like, come save the day or something, and then, no, nothing. Like, just filled up time. She yeah, just the, to fill that time, yeah. She she saw the banana man at the watermelon stand and just kind of laughed. And then Gorgeous is happy. So, like, Gorgeous is the protagonist of the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somehow. It's, uh, it's about her realizing she has to destroy her friends and anyone who wants to be part of her family. Yeah, she's got to burn her fucking stepmom. I want to see, like, a sequel with, like, Kung Fu trapped in that, like, hellscape, like, trying to fight her way out. You said it was popular. Was Are there any sequels? Um, no. And, okay. I mean, I read in, when I mentioned this in the chat on Jack AM, I think Comrade Noticed Me said that uh, he, like, has made some other stuff recently, but I haven't even checked it out or anything, so. Hmm. I mean, I probably will now. What, uh, what else is, what else is, they, what else have they made? Uh, like, nothing, nothing. This guy was just, like, a commercial okay. director. He just wrote the script, and no one would do it, and then so he was like, fuck it, I'll do it. It's his masterpiece. It's a really fun movie where you just watch Japanese schoolgirls die, basically. It's wild, yeah. though. 
Yeah, he said he based off of, like, what his daughter, like, anything, like, the stories <laughs> his daughter would tell him of, like, what she was afraid of. And then was like, oh, yeah, my daughter told me she was afraid of, like, these mattresses falling on her and killing her. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, like, she was scared of the piano, like. Another woman behind the man doing it all, actually. I think his little daughter. I think that <laughs> piano maybe was, like, kind of haunted in its own right. Cause, like, like, separately? Yeah, it was, like, glowing at first. Like, it kind of, like you said, it, like, possessed Melody. Yeah, and it does seem like a, um, uh, a lot of the separate items had, like, their own personalities or hauntings within the house that the witch, like, lived in. Like, uh, when Kung Fu, after she kicks the cat in the face, one of her legs is left, is, like, left over... And it hops across the room and goes into a cabinet, and the cabinet swallows it and starts laughing, and then blood shoots out of all the drawers. Yeah. Oh, there was one thing I forgot that I liked. I can't remember which girl it is, but they show a girl maybe in the basement or something, and she's actually in, like, gears and being crushed, and they're, like, collecting the blood, and it says house made or something. Oh, she's in, like, a clock or something? It kind of looks like a clock. I think it was sweet. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of them sees them and is like, oh no, like... And just makes it seem like the whole house is running on this blood that they're collecting or something. I think that's how Kung Fu starts believing fantasy is, because that's when she sees Sweet's, like, actual body. That's right, yeah, they do get freaked out, because she's, yeah, done. (laughs) And that's when they start believing, except for Professor, who, like, keeps saying, like, it's all logical, it's logic! (laughs) What do you think was up with that skeleton? Was that skeleton? Because the I don't know the skeleton was like dancing with the ant for a while. Uh, think that was like her dead husband. Oh, that could uh, make sense. It's possible, except they did say that. Uh, I mean, he did die in like the kamikaze attack or whatever. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Which don't uh, we didn't talk about that flashback enough. There's the part where because <laughs> yeah. it has the the girls commenting and the part where they're like. It showed at the very end of all the war stuff, it shows the atom bomb footage, yeah. and they're like, ooh, it's fluffy, like cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, they like show her uh, uncle, and he's just looking very stern in the back of a fighter pilot, and they get shot, and the girls are commenting, like, he looks so brave. He's so brave. Oh, like, the, that's back when men were really men. Yeah, when they weren't afraid to die. Yeah. <laughs> Well, do you have any other thoughts about, uh, did we nail everything? Or is there anything we missed that's a, a cool little section of this fuzz? I think so. And I hope, like, people, uh, like, didn't listen to us, like, talk, just talk about everything and then watch it. It really is, like, such a, like, a, a warning you should give is, like, just watch this movie first. Just watch this movie knowing nothing about it. It's... Yeah, like, all I'd so say is great. it's not for your kids. It was a little edgy to show 13-year-old sleeves, but I gave them the pass. Yeah, I think it's a good one to watch, like, on the cusp of manhood. Yeah, like, definitely. If you, if sleeves was more like these, you know, confident schoolgirls, he'd be doing real good. <laughs> yeah, you could learn a lesson from a lot of their actions that they take, especially Kung Fu. <laughs> definitely. I definitely could learn so much from Kung Fu, honestly. That's, you know what? That's enough vacationing and jet skiing for me. You're straightening out? No, I'm not straightening out, but I'm going to try to, like, get my own theme song and, like... Get in uh, a dojo? Learn some good kicks. Oh, okay. Okay. That's probably doable, man. Sleeves... No, I'm not going to... I'm lying. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick to jet skis for sure. Okay, okay. I was getting worried. 
Fuzz, what's uh, give everybody? Well, you know what's coming on. You got your Twitch show that you're doing sometimes. To, you know, plug all your stuff. Everybody can see on Jack AM and where else? Yeah, um, I'm on Jack AM all the time. Always watch that. There's a. Uh... Uh, the Fuzz show, Dr. Fuzz, with six Zs on Twitch. Six. Um, yeah, one, two, three, four, and five were taken. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, then uh, my Twitter is at Mike Dollapay. Uh, and uh, I had a podcast. I may start it up again. It was called movies.edu.gov. And uh, there's some episodes still online you can listen to i don't know if i said anything bad or problematic in those so please listen yeah do some research <laughs> they were from years ago <laughs> so you awesome well yeah thank <laughs> thank you so much for coming on fuzz this was a hell of a movie that you showed us yeah i love the show and thanks for having me on guys Hell yeah. Thanks again, Dr. Fuzz. And uh, I want to remind everyone to buy some uh, Sleeves.Arrive t-shirts so we can... uh, BugCon got announced. There's dates. Yeah, so we can give that money to the BugCon now that we know the date has been announced for June 20th and 21st. Which, uh, very exciting. Uh, We'll see you there, Fuzz, you're going to be there, right? Oh, hell yes, I'll be there. Hell yeah. All right, all right. All right, cool. Well, then we'll see you June 20th and 21st at the Burbank Marriott. Bye. Bye.